Hello everyone. Welcome again to yet another episode of Unbinary Life. We try and bring to the very ultimate interesting stories about teenager life and in particular life complexities. Today with us, we have a special guest. None other than Kate Hoyle from UK. Hello Kate. Hi, lovely to be here. How are you? I'm very very well, thank you. Great, great. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, contributing to the Unbinary Life story. Oh no, I'm really excited about this discussion. I really am. Sure. So, just to set up Kate, uh, we'll keep it very organic, very candid, and uh, I, I'm sure our audience is gonna love uh, the love the journey you have done till now. I hope so. Okay, great. So, uh, for the benefit of audience, uh, guys, Kate uh, is from UK, and she has been working mostly with the teenagers on their anxiety and uh, low mood situation. And I would pass it over to Kate to, you know, talk more about her, what exactly she does, and what exactly is her speciality. Kate, can you introduce yourself? Well, yeah, so I am a clinical hypnotherapist and uh, an advanced rapid transformational therapist, which means basically I use hypno- hypnosis within my therapy uh, to really find out the root cause of a problem. Because to me, if you don't find where a problem really comes from, it's a bit like a doctor giving you a pill for a symptom, but never really making you well because they haven't figured out what really caused the problem in the first place. So it's all about going back, finding out. And the wonderful thing about hypnosis is that our subconscious store everything. So we don't have to guess or assume or anything else. You just your subconscious will tell you what you need to know. That's so wonderful. And I think we have done uh, quite a lot of conscious journey. I think it would be going to be an amazing journey to the subconscious mind with you, Kate, today. Lovely. Well, the so, thing is, our, mm-hmm. our subconscious runs 95% of what we do every day. Like right. if we had to right. think, mm-hmm. I've got to walk across the room. I've got to put my left foot and then my right foot and then my left foot and my right. We never get anything done. So our subconscious is, is the autopilot, is the, is the running the machine. And then that frees us up to do the interesting thinking bit. So the subconscious is something that we, we activate on a permanent basis anyway. Wow. So when did you decide to uh, as in, take this as your profession? Well, it was a big transition for me. I've always been in the corporate world. And then what happened to us was our daughter was diagnosed with anxiety and depression when she was only 12 years old. And we spent years with different types of therapy. And, you know, every time I heard about something new or something that was good, I would, poor girl, I would take her off there because we were just desperate and things were just getting worse and worse. She was in a really bad place. We've been through sort of eating disorders, suicidal ideation. I mean, you know, really, really bad times. And then I heard of this woman called Marissa Peer. And she had devised this therapy called RTT. And I just really liked what she was saying because she was talking about you don't have to spend years in therapy. She said, you want someone to go in there, sort it out and set you free. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. You know, and so I researched a bit more. And then I discovered that um, Marissa was running a training program in London that she only runs, you know, once or twice a year. And I thought, well, if I go to that, I might just find someone to work with my daughter, if nothing else. Anyway, 
I, I went and I found someone to work with my daughter and I was just so blown away by it that I decided, no, this is what I want to do. And then when someone worked with my daughter, it was the only thing that had ever worked for her. And the transformation was incredible. It didn't happen overnight, mm-hmm. but it just became a snowball effect. And then it just got better and better. And so I thought, no, this is it. This is really what I want to do. And I just absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. That's a hell of incredible story. So I'm sure you have been onto a very roller coaster ride in your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So how, how long it has been for you? Um, in the so uh, I've, I've been doing this since 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So thank you so much uh, for sharing that knowledge, uh, Kate. So I'll go a little deeper for the benefit of our people. As in, can you explain in simpler words, as in, what are the steps? So how do you kind of try to um, get into the treatment or try to get into the subconscious part of somebody's uh, uh, you know, head? To be honest, the hypnosis part is really simple. Like once you know how to do it, it's, it's really easy. Um, so you just follow a process. Mm-hmm. And it's really simple. It's like hypnosis is like a very deep relaxation. So you're, you're, it's like a sleep of the nervous system. Your body is very, very relaxed, deep, deep relaxation. But your mind is very focused. So everything else can just fade away and you can focus on like what you're discussing. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, it literally becomes like a discussion with your eyes shut. You don't, don't float off anywhere or feel any different. And, and, it's impossible for me to make someone do or think something they don't want to. Okay. So somebody has to want to be involved in this process. Mm-hmm. And I just know how to guide them and I know how to link things together. So the, mm-hmm. the standard sort of format, mm-hmm. if you like, a flow of a session would be to take somebody into hypnosis mm-hmm. and then guide them back. So we just ask the subconscious very specific questions, like take us back to a time, event, place that's all to do with and then whatever it is that, that you want to deal with, whatever the issue is. And the person just instantly goes back to something in childhood usually okay. and will say, you know, oh, okay, I'm, I'm outside, I'm, I'm with friends, this is happening. But the most important thing is, and this is how I'm feeling, because it's the emotion we're after and and the hypnosis and being in that that relaxed state allows them to tap into how they were feeling at that time mm-hmm. so normally go to three scenes and it's incredible how those three scenes will link together to give you the answer and and it's what we call the aha moment it's the client's yeah. moment of discovery of like oh so that's why i think that way that's why I do that thing. So once you've got the understanding, that's when you can change something. So then we go back and it's the reframe. You reframe the way you think about that. So of course you felt a certain way when you were six or whatever. You don't need to feel that way now you're 16 or 60 or whatever the age group is that I'm dealing with. And then there's all sorts of tools and techniques to change the way you think about something. And then the other beauty of hypnosis is it puts you in a really receptive state for good suggestion. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the session, I make a recording 
that's all the good stuff, like how you want to feel, how you want to be. And because we learn through repetition, that's how we've learned everything in our lives. Okay. You listen to that recording every single day for at least 21 days, and it's literally bedding in new neural pathways. We used to think that our brains were fixed, mm-hmm. but we have neural plasticity. Right. And, and it's like neurons firing, and they're used to firing in a certain way, and they're used to yes. connecting in a certain way, and this is all about forming new connections. So by listening, listening, listening to the recording – it's a new way of thinking, usually about yourself. And oh. that's, the, that's the key to it. Because in my view, the key to everything is self-esteem. How we fundamentally feel about ourselves in here. Not confidence. Confidence can be faked. Confidence is what we show the world. Yes. The okay. self-esteem is what's in here. How do we really think about ourselves? How do we talk to ourselves? And if you get that right, it's like of a house like if you don't get the foundation to a house right cracks appear in the wall absolutely get the foundation of the house right everything else works you know what when you were explaining i was actually in journey with you i could visualize uh, those moments when you were explaining so beautiful thank you so much i'm sure that's gonna help a lot of our audience to understand more about it and uh, so i'll continue with my questions because there's so many questions popping in my head uh, how much time do you, does usually it takes um, for these sessions to work, actually, people getting into that state? It's really interesting because, in a way, it's long and it's short. So mm-hmm. most therapy sessions will be, what, 40, 50 minutes, okay. and then you repeat those every week, and that goes on for some time, like months or years. With RTT, what happens is the sessions are long. Mm-hmm. So my sessions are an hour and a half to two hours. Because I want that deep dive. I want to sort out as much as possible in one session. And I would never leave anyone with some sort of. Okay. So that's the, that's the long bit. But the short bit is mm-hmm. I have never worked with anyone for longer than three sessions. Oh, that's quite so, efficient. Yeah. So, I mean, it, something like a fear, <laughs> phobia, most addiction, mm-hmm. one session only. I call it my one and done. It's like, that's it. Like, so someone will come to me and say, I want to give up smoking. And I say, fine, you'll come in a smoker and you'll leave a non-smoker. That's it. But some other things like, you know, really severe anxiety, um, something like that, uh, very low mood. That's when I like to work with people uh, over a three-month period because that (laughs) means that we can really build up, we can – we can tackle all these issues and we can really delve in there and sort everything out and then know that, you know, that's done and set them free and they can go off and have the life they should always have enjoyed. Okay. So I'm reaching out to you for sure for certain things, which I cannot put publicly, but yeah, that's, okay, that's, a that's fine. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, incredible. That sounds so powerful actually. And then, uh, you know, the way you are putting it out there, I can see your whole body speaking. So, yeah, I, I, I totally trust you. And, and, it's, and it's amazing. It's such yes. a it's such a blessing and it's mm-hmm. such a beautiful thing to for me to be involved in. Like I, I work with some teenagers and they start yeah. they start on the screen looking sideways. They can't mm-hmm. quite make eye contact. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, they're making eye contact with me. They're smiling. So, yeah, with adults in particular, we call it the RTT face 
because after a session, oh, your whole face changes. It's, I think it's just the release and the relief, you know, that this has shifted, this has changed. And, and people tend to respond in three different ways. So you can have an instant transformation. Those okay. will be my, I came in as a smoker, I'm leaving a non-smoker. And you sometimes have that with other events as well, things that anxiety is gone. Some people, it's cumulative, like my daughter. Mm-hmm. It was like over the weeks and months that followed. And some people, it's retroactive in that they'll, they won't really notice the benefit. But it's such a natural process that a few right. months down the line, they'll say, oh, hang on, I'm, I'm not feeling like that anymore. Or, or I wouldn't have been able to do that before. So everyone's different and everyone's reaction will be different. Every time you're explaining, I'm actually getting wowed in that aha moment uh, because that sounds so much like you are really transforming so many lives and a lot of blessings. As in, I'm sure I'll have a lot of questions for you, but then for this moment, I just want to express my feelings. Okay. Thanks. Very kind. I I do feel, I honestly feel blessed that I get to do this. Lovely, lovely. Again, so for one uh, quick thing uh, for the benefit of audience, whenever you say RTT, it's like the rapid transformation therapy? Yeah, so that's basically is the Marissa Peer method. Marissa um, learned from a a well-known hypnotherapist called Gil Boyne, Mm -hmm. and then she extended his techniques, and she had a, a career of over 30 years working with this and helping clients and then she didn't start teaching it until Mm -hmm. 2015 Mm -hmm. Um, and now she's trained over 10,000 students graduates she's got now Um, and uh, it's just I think it's taking off so much because you it has that transformation and it has impact and you can see the effect so, you know, it's it's the most effective therapy I've ever come across. Wow. So uh, it's, 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 it's kind of, it sounded like it's much more efficient than the regular uh, hypnotherapy processes. And uh, she has put in all her experiences to make it quite smart and quite efficient. Right? Yeah. She's, she's very brilliant at mm-hmm. making complex things okay. seem quite simple, wow. which is how she's been able to teach this. That's... And she said she was in a lecture when she was very, very young. And the professor was saying, oh, the mind's so complicated. You know, you could t- spend a lifetime understanding it. And she thought, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to, supposed to spend all my life understanding my mind. And then on my deathbed go, oh, I've got it now. Uh, and, and she said, you know, you, the mind is complex. Right. But actually, when you break it down and you understand it, it's it's fairly straightforward how it operates. Wow, great! We need lot such people like Marisa, uh, as in we uh, do. Yeah, so that you know, there's so many like all the professions sound so complex. We really need a lot of people like her. Okay, um, now since talking about Marisa, I think you mentioned two terms which caught my attention. You said sort out and set free. Mm. Right? Can you can you uh, talk uh, maybe a few words about it? What do you mean? Sure. By that? So, so we all have beliefs mm-hmm. and feelings, and we have beliefs about ourselves and about the world around us, and it's all been through our experiences. Mm-hmm. So, what happens is as a child, something happens, and that doesn't have a lot of impact, that can be brushed off. Mm-hmm. But then something else happens, and you go, Oh, okay. 
And then something else happens and you start to think, oh, okay, that's who I am mm-hmm. or right. that's how I behave or that's how I think. Yes. And so we need to go back and look at that and understand that any child in that circumstance would have thought that thing, would have formed that belief. Right. But yeah. now, now you're older, you don't need to carry that with you. And the other thing that's really important for your audience to understand is that so many times we're living somebody else's life. We're living somebody else's version of our life. And we have to remember that we are the author of our own story. Somebody, you know, we are not another person. There is only one version of us in the entire universe, and that's by design. So no matter what our parents' wishes are for us or the path they thought should be our path, we can only follow our path. That's the only true way to happiness. And sometimes people need to be empowered to do that. Yes. And often, and the transformation is realizing, oh, I don't need to think like that anymore. I don't need to believe that anymore. I don't need to have that negative talk in my head. The biggest revelation i'd say for for teenagers is well adults as well actually but these are yeah. my thoughts okay if they're my thoughts they don't sort of just come from nowhere mm-hmm. i've generated them and if they're my thoughts i can change them and that's such a simple yet complex notion right and and it blows most people's minds because even if they they have done a lot of work around you know cognitive behavioral therapy or the way I think they'll say things like yeah I can catch the thought now Mm -hmm. and I know what to do with it and I'll say what if you had a different thought what if you didn't have that negative thought in the first place and that's like oh wow that's a really new concept but that's what we that's the power we have within us to change the thought in the first place Wow, it's kind of you're reprogramming a lot of our thinking patterns and thinking processes. Uh, exactly. I know that's your that's your language, and it's a language <laughs> I use. I use the I literally use the programming, upgrading, okay. <laughs> because that's what it is. It's a new operating system. Yes. We've had enough of the old operating system. That wasn't right. doing it for us. That wasn't working for us. That's made us feel a bit miserable or not so great about ourselves. Yes. yes. Let's kick that one out. Let's get a much better system. Let's upgrade reprogram great you know in between i have been getting my flashes of going to my childhood and look back and then i'm i'm, I'm really trying to keep myself uh, you know into the conversation because i am <laughs> feeling like i'm getting uh, hypnotized here lovely <laughs> lovely conversation Kate. okay so with all these things as in uh, i'll i'll try to shift our focus a little bit back to your daughter as in, mm. how is she doing? What what exactly has been your journey with her um, as a mother? You know, and now since you are a practitioner yourself, do you guys still discuss? Is it like do you do you help her with her uh, like the current situations as well? Yeah, I mean, fast forward now. I'll ask the the answer the last question first. Right. You know, if she's going through something, she goes, "Oh, mum, can you do me a can you do me a session?" You know, yes. uh, you know, I've I've helped, I've done RTT sessions with her for passing exams, mm-hmm. for passing her driving test, uh, you know, whatever she needs, um, we can do that. But yeah, it's been a long, very, very difficult journey, and 
for any teenager who's suffering, for any parent of a teenager who's suffering, the most important thing I want to give is hope. Because when you're in those depths of despair, you feel like, A, you're the only one, like no one else is going through this, and you're certainly not alone. There's lots of other people going through this. And that it's always going to be like that. Like you just can't see a way out. And that's why I like telling the story of my daughter because, you know, there was such a fundamental transformation and shift from a very, very unhappy young girl to now someone who is in her final year of university, studying psychology, understandably, wanting to work with children who can't access the education system because she couldn't for a long time. That, you know, there is... Every, I believe that everyone has the power to change and everyone has the power to change within them. Right. And you just, need, you just need the right help. Awesome. So again, to the listener, I'm, I'm trying to uh, you know, describe some visuals here because Kate, when you were talking about your daughter, I can see you light up. You know, mm-hmm. I can see the power in you when you talk about being the parent. And uh, that's where my next question goes is that, you know, all of us have parents, right? And all of us goes through a lot of difficult phases. But many a times I've seen even parents being clueless. And especially a phase of life where the children gets mostly disconnected with their parents. And you, whatever you have sounded, you're like kind of the idle parent who did, who like totally transformed your life. And it's great that you made it work for you. That's, that's like the smartest thing one can do. But I would like to, uh, you know, get your opinion about a role of a parent in the childhood development, maybe at any kind of, the problems could be in any form, right? So can can you help us that parent journey and what, what would you like to contribute something where we can, you know, pass on some message to the parents? Well, I think teenage years are really difficult. They're difficult for the teenager, but they're also difficult for the parent. And it's yes. because the roles are changing. The roles are changing significantly. Correct. So we as parents... Don't tell the children, but we never know what we're doing. We're making it up as we go along. But, you know, so you have this child and you have to do everything for them and you have to fix everything for them and you have to protect them and love them and do everything. And then all of a sudden, they don't want that anymore and they want to pull away from you and they're not so um, emotionally connected with you. And you're a bit of a loss because that's the role you've been playing. And now suddenly, that's changed but you have to recognize that that's by design right okay (laughs) because what's our role if you step back and go well what's my role in this person's life Mm -hmm. I've done the protection I've done the love and I've done the guidance and I've done the education and my role is to create a fully able fully functioning adult And we can only do that if we go through this transition. So the transition, the the teenager is supposed to be separating from you. The teenager isn't supposed to be listening to you anymore because their peers have to become more important because they're the future. They are going to go in a direction that is not directly linked with you. And that's hard as a parent when you poured so much into a child. But I, I, I like the way of thinking of it is going from teacher to coach. So when your children are younger, you have to teach them. They don't know. You have to teach them the stuff. 
as they get to be a teenager, you have to not find the solution. You have to enable them to find the solution. You're preparing them to stand on their own two feet to be a fully functioning adult. Yes. And I always say we are we are creating adults. We are not preserving children. Yeah. And and if you want to cling on to your children and not let them have any responsibility and not let them have any distance from you, all you're doing is trying to keep them as a child. That's not your job. Yes, right, right. Your job is to help them navigate this very strange time in their lives where they can go on and take the responsibility. And, and it is, it, it's, it's except the parents need to accept this is perfectly normal. <laughs> and the teenagers and the parents need to understand that the teenagers, this is a tricky time for them and they don't really know what's going on either. But, but we can very much support them to find the answers and to support them to have the confidence to step out into the world. Yes, I can so much validate because most of the things were exactly when I talked to teenagers and uh, they do, uh, you know, um, bring out these concerns and uh, they do bring talk about all these challenges that they are facing. So lovely. And uh, uh, one more conversation, you actually reminded me that in my psychology class, we were having some discussions and uh, the professor asked us a question as in, what is the best gift a parent can give it to their child, to a child, right? And there were a lot of different answers like security and I don't know what kind of thing. But I think the final conclusion was uh, that uh, the ability to survive even when the parents are not around. That's, I think, uh, in a nutshell, this is what you were trying to say, that how much enable we are making. And in fact, much better one who can not just take care of themselves. Once they have taken care of themselves, they can be powerful enough to take care of the, you know, anything happening in their life. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's enabling because if we don't let a child figure right. something out for themselves, how are they going to solve problems when you're not there? Absolutely. You know, so it's all about preparing them. I exactly agree with that because that's our job. Right. And we forget that. We forget yes. that our job is actually to create adults. Yeah, yeah. And I think awesome. another Another huge gift you can give a child is curiosity. Yes. Because yes. if they're curious, they will want to learn and they will they will go out and learn and find the answers. Yeah, as in the curious child inside me is jumping with, uh, you know, so many, so much of excitement. I'm taking my notes by the side so that <laughs> I can go back and read about all these things. Thank you, Kate. This is going lovely. Okay. So... Let's wrapping up on to all your profession and talking about you as a person. Mm -hmm. What has been the most difficult and most beautiful event on this journey for you? Um, so it's definitely been the most difficult part has been watching my daughter suffer right. and not being able to take that pain away. And as a parent, that is destroying Every day being scared about where this was taking us, scared about what she might do, scared about the future, being quite uncomfortable, even with very loving friends that I just didn't fit in with that world anymore. You know, they would be talking about exams and the future and 
And I was thinking, well, I have nothing to contribute to this conversation because my daughter isn't at that stage and she's not going through that process and I don't know what the future is going to be. That's definitely the hardest. Um, And then the most rewarding is the fact that she is blossoming into the most extraordinary woman. This is where I get emotional. Um, She's bright and she's, you know, incredibly smart. It's so awful when you see a child go through difficulties. But But the one thing you can be sure about is that it really prepares them for for life because no one wants anyone to go through that sort of hardship but I know that she will cope with what comes along and she will be able to help other people because she understands what it's like and she has so much to offer because you see some kids who go through life and everything's beautiful and and wonderful which is great but they they sail through life and then something happens in their say mid-twenties, right. they fall to bits because they have no idea how to cope with it. Correct. And one thing is, if, you, if you've been unfortunate enough to go through tough times, it will serve you in the future. And to, on top of that, to have been through that journey with her and to have been blessed with these skills and abilities to help other people and to, on a daily basis, see transformations is just the most wonderful outcome. You know, Kate, as in, in the whole conversation and even before this podcast, as in, the only thing that has been consistent, as in mostly, is that you always talk about others and uh, you're such a giving person. As a mother, we can understand, but I know it's 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 way more than that in your personality, and uh, I'm really humbled. And uh, you know, that's great that I have you here, and I'm having a conversation with you. Oh, that's very kind. Thank Such you. a delight. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so what are your future plans then? What are you planning from here on? My plans, just um, interestingly, I kind of avoided concentrating on working with young people mm-hmm. to start with I think it was it was probably too raw yeah. but they kind of found me and <laughs> and so I, I work with all ages all topics all issues but I, you know I do particularly work with young people and I think I probably talk more publicly about young people because that's that's who I really want to help I want to help the young people I want to help their parents I don't want another parent to feel like I did completely alone and isolated and helpless and hopeless. And I don't want other parents to go through that. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's my, my mission is to know, let people know that there's hope that you can change and that there's help out there. Great. Wow. So um, I'm sure a lot, many queries and a lot of people would be reaching out to you. Um, and I will highly, highly recommend them that uh, for any kind of human issues, at least they should get in touch with you. And uh, with all the stories that we have discussed here, I'm sure a lot of good wishes would be coming your way and to your daughter's way. Um, all the good work that you have been doing has to come to you. And, uh, you know, lot of lots of praying for that. 
Yes, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Is there anything as a parting statement, like maybe a one-liner, two-liner that you want to drop for our audience and for anybody out there? I think since we talk so much about teenagers, I'd say the two biggest shifts for me, and I hope this helps other people, was one, to see it from the young person's point of view. Right. See what what's really going on for them because, you know, it's very easy to get entrenched in that kind of parent view. But seeing it from their, their perspective can be a real fundamental shift. And the other one I would say is parent according to their needs, not other people's expectations. When I let that fall away, when I... Yes, I knew she should be at school every day. And yes, I knew she should be aiming for her exams at a certain timetable. And I knew she should be getting out in fresh air. And I knew she she should be um, meeting with people and eating good food. We know all that stuff. But when you let the pressures of the outside world go away and think, what does my child need at this moment and parent according to that? And that's where you will start to get results. Amazing. You know what? Both these pointers could be a topic in itself for us to discuss for long. And especially coming to the first one where young's person point of view. Mm. I think this could be a mantra altogether because if you just start looking from this lens, could answer you so much. And in fact, most of the youngsters, they just grip about, hey, we have an identity too. It's not about that since you have lived yes. 30 years or 40 years or 50 years of life, it doesn't mean that everything gets overshadowed by it. So, you know, a lot of people are going to like you for raising this point. And if if you're okay, I'll use it. And very much giving credit to it that, hey, Kate taught me this. This is a very powerful statement that you made. I'm going to leave you with another one. This is for all the parents. And, this, okay. and if this doesn't sit comfortably, then have a look at it. Parents, you are not always right. <laughs> For sure, my audience is going to love it and anybody. <laughs> and I'm glad that you are putting these things in the universe. And uh, I, I, I believe in these uh, positive energies. And I'm, I'm sure like a lot of good will happen to the people. And so to you, Kate, it was lovely, lovely talking to you. Oh, you too. I've absolutely loved it. Um, Kate is available on Instagram. I know her there. It's by the Kate Oil Hypnotherapy. Uh, by that name, you can find it out. It's If I spell you first, it's K-A-T-E-H-O-Y-L-E-H-Y-P-N-O-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y. So I think uh, with the first few characters, uh, Instagram will suggest you anyways. And uh, feel free to connect with her. She's so much giving and uh, I'm sure your life is way, way, way more important than anything else so yeah with that thought i would like to conclude today uh, for us on binary if there is any question or any emotions that has been triggered uh, through this episode feel free to drop us a note on unbinarylife at gmail.com we are there on instagram now we are there on youtube also so we'll try to drop in some beautiful moment okay so with that we'll take a leave thanks everyone bye